Hello, everybody. Welcome to another squad pod from the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined by Mikey and Liam. How are you doing, boys? All right, guys. Yeah, all good. All good. Bit warm today, so like see in your in your in your vest there and your and your bucket hat. Taking it easy now. Sun's just gone down, so enjoying enjoying the rest and relaxation. For anyone who wasn't listening to the uh, the Scotland recap pod, Mikey, find, uh, Mikey Liam finds himself in uh, Egypt. Mikey's still in Nelson, uh, but today we're going to be going over the team that was picked to play England on the weekend. Uh, so I'm just going to pull that up. Uh, you can tell I'm not organised today. Uh, right, yeah. So if we start with the back three, then boys, uh, what are your thoughts there? It's kind of probably as predicted, like wasn't it? There's no real surprise there, but I'm surprised that Adams is. Then again, I am surprised Adams is uh, starting. Thought he would have a break. Maybe the have two weeks of good training to get him back fit. Like, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think with that, it uh, it's what Reese said on Monday. Or what you said, Reese, and it's probably the kick up the arse that he you know he, he needed, and hopefully you know he goes out there and does the business on Saturday. Yeah, I, I sort of thought it was going to be unchanged there. Um, so, yeah, for clarity, that is Winnett at fullback, then Dyer and Adams on the wings. Um, going to be a different game for Winnett in Twickenham uh, versus the sort of more friendly crowd of the Principality Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna be tested, I reckon. You know, like you know, George Ford is pretty pretty decent with ball in hand and and kicking out of hand, so. I think, you know, he's going to be tested and, you know, it'll be the biggest test of all in, with, with that crowd. Which, so, I, which I think Kai Evans might, might well be the better option at fullback for a fixture like this, given the potential kicking battle that'll go on. Quite possibly. I mean, if we look at England's back three, uh, some familiar names in Freddie Stewart at fullback and Elliot Daly on the left wing. Tommy Freeman on the right wing, not somebody I know much about. He's 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 been class... To be fair, he's you know he's put in some really good performances this year and deserves to be there. And even against Italy last week, he probably stood out for me in the back in the back line. Mm. He you know he he broke the tackle well. He you know he had the assist for for the uh, Elliot Daly try, and you know he created that from nothing really. So it was things so something we've got to watch. And I, and I just hope we don't fall into that trap of playing that kicking game because, like I said in the pod on Monday. Freddie Stewart is solid under that high ball. You know, he's mm. he's one of the best. So if we're gonna just kick it down his throat all day, I think we're gonna uh, it'll be a long old day for us. Yeah, and I mean Tommy Freeman as well is another sort of, I guess, young and exciting England player at twenty-two. Uh we've got our own. So it's it's gonna be quite interesting, I guess, that blend of experience and uh and new boys. If we if we go into the centre, look, um, Henry Slade. I mean, we know plenty about him for England. Uh, Fraser Dingwall, arguably a little bit less. And um, they'll be coming up against Nick Tompkins and George North, who's returning. Happy to see North back, Mikey. Yeah, definitely. Um, just just comes in with a bit more experience in the back division, and um, if the ten if the twelve thirteen connection can be a bit more fruit than it did last week, then um, let's see it. Like, but uh, yeah. Um, or that form can continue from the World Cup, like. But uh, we, I think we may be asking a bit, considering George North coming back from an injury and um, Nick Tompkins not necessarily doing the Nick Tompkins things we've seen of mm. late last week. So that's going to be something to watch. 
Yeah, yeah it all depends on, on our tactics, isn't it? You know, they you know they've got Felix Jones as their defence um, coach at the moment from South Africa. We know mm. how they're going to set up. They're going to they're bring the blitz. They're going to all stand in the line, and, and we've got to try and combat that. And yeah. if it is the kicking game, it's got to be spot on. You know, Thomas Williams to me has got a better box kick than uh, than Cowdor anyway or Gareth Davis. And you know, we've got to play the right game. We've got to play the right game, otherwise we will be mullered. But then again, there's no there's very few naturally gifted footballers in Wales's backline. Yeah, you know, there's not there's no one offering that 50, 60, 70 meter clearance. You know that may well be needed at points, but. It's also a backline that needs to play. We've seen that last week. It doesn't necessarily work with a with a kicking game. These boys have got a, this back division has to be allowed to to thrill. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got to be given the reins to just go and do it. Yeah, well, talking then of uh, giving them the reins, halfback partnership is going to be uh, Thomas Williams and Johan Lloyd. Uh, that did look better than the starting combination of Gareth Davis and Sam Costello. Uh, last week, uh, what? How are you feeling about that? Do you, do you just think we can carry that sort of the impetus they brought to the Wales team in the second half against Scotland into the first half this weekend? Yeah, I think it, it just they just need to be given the green light to do do what they do. Mm. You know, if if they're if they're going to be set up a certain way like they were last week, then you're going to stifle them. You're going to stifle any players they got. You know, two of them are very gifted attacking players. Yeah. You know, and if, if if they're given the green light to just right, enjoy it, have fun, do what you need to do. Obviously, don't be stupid, but do do what you do best. Well, that's what I want to see. I want I want to see like relentless attacking from Thomas Williams and Johan Lloyd, Mikey. Yeah. Just at it, at it, at it. Well, yeah, Johan you, Lloyd isn't um, the quintessential standoff that we've been used to in the in the shape of uh, Friesland, uh, Patchell, and uh, Dan Bigger. Like you know, they've been. They've been footballing tens. Uh, Johan Lloyd's a playing playmaker ten. Like you know, we've seen Costello try and put a an up, like a, a big sort of up and under up last week. Um, much which I found in the same vein as uh, as Dan Bigger. That's not Costello's game. Mm. So you got to wonder: is, is that prescribed, or is it, or does Costello believe that is what he can bring to the game? Yeah, I get, I get the impression that Gatland sort of instructed. Davis and Costello to play the way they did. They just didn't let execute what they were told to do particularly yeah. well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, now I guess the change in tactics in the second half just suited the sort of game yeah. that uh, Thomas Williams likes to play. And Looking on, at, Tom, sorry, yeah, sorry yeah, and on Thomas Williams, he truly played himself into the nine jersey. Yeah. Um, you know, he couldn't yeah, be dropped definitely. after that performance. And um, you know, again, I think looking at this team, it's it's got a an, an echo of what finished last week. So. I think yeah. we could see from last week that a lot of them players who finished against Scotland were probably going to start against England. Yeah, and uh, for England then, we've got Alex Mitchell and George Ford. I mean, that, that's a good halfback partnership there, uh, Biz. Yeah, again, Alex Mitchell is probably in the same vein as, as Thomas Williams, really. Likes a snipe, likes, uh, likes the attack in rugby. And then you've got George Ford, who is, in my eyes, a defensive 10, who will punish you if he's given the space to do so. You know, he will ping us back. Like, same as Finn Russell, he, he likes a 50-20. And, you know, his, his kicking out of hand is really good. So if we get up in his face and, and challenge that as a back row, then, you know, we, we'll, we'll do well. But, you know, we have to, we have to nullify their, their strongest points. And that is they're going to be the defensive shots like that. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think I just really like George Ford. I think he's been, it's, it's underrated is probably the wrong word because he's been arguably the second choice fly off in England for getting on for 10 years now, isn't he? But, but then again, in sort of, um, Owen Farrell's been yeah in the 12 jersey, he's been in the, the 12 jersey where he's been playing 10 at Saracens, which mm. always confused me as to why he, he was always 12 in England or always 10 at Saracens and always been picked as his form as a 10 into the England squad. But, you know, whatever, I, I, that's not I, I, anymore. I think it's just to accommodate George Ford. I think he's he's that good sometimes. Just Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, George Ford is quite a, a handy kicker from range as well. So that's something mm. sort of, we always got to build on the fact they didn't concede a penalty in the second half last week. Yeah, so, it, sorry, go on, Biz. England are a strange one as well, haven't they? Because they've had, obviously, the access of Ford and Farrell for such a long time. And you look at the the wide players that they've gone through, like Arsenal Collins, Arundel, you know, in just recent years, and now they've gone to Freeman and, and Pinch Raboso off us. They don't, they don't seem to manage to play the cards they got properly. Mm. If that makes sense, they they in my eyes, if they played a more expansive, wider game, then they would be so so dangerous. But, but then that was when Eddie was in charge, and nobody knew what Eddie was going to do because Eddie well, didn't know what he was going to do anyway. They've done the same with Bothwick, aren't they? Bothwick's probably an even more defensive coach than than Eddie was. So it's just, <laughs> I always said when Eddie left, we we'd be really worried about the English side for for years to come, and then they bring in Bothwick, and it's like yeah, okay, noise. <laughs> like, when they brought in Bothwick, he just—it was—it was almost like sort of because Leicester were doing so well, yeah. that was the next cab off the rank. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. suggesting that you know he was the best fit for the RFU. The backline players they got is frightening, boys. Absolutely frightening. If they played to their strengths, no team will get lost to them. Yeah. Okay, if we move on to the forwards then, uh, Gareth Thomas comes back in at Loosehead. None of us really saw that coming, did we? We were no. all we were all sort of blindsided by Domachowski and um, ah shit, I forgot now who, who else was there last week, man. Leon uh, Brown and uh, no, it's Kemsley like, Matthias. Kem- sorry, Kemsley Matthias. And really, I think maybe we we should have seen it coming, shouldn't we? Because Matthias didn't get off the bench. Uh, Gareth Thomas had a bit of a knock from what I can, I can gather, and um, Domachowski played the eighty. So. He probably deserves a rest, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. But uh, I'm glad Dom Chelsea's on the bench because he did do so well. And I think he's probably cemented himself now in that 23, the wider 23 at the very least, hmm. as yeah. if not the sort of starting lucid, but certainly in that rotation, at least off the bench on the regular. Like A, a word for Gareth Thomas. I mean, solid, solid. Oh, yeah, said. yeah. We've, we've said so many times before he does the unseen stuff. And, uh, you know, when things are going well, when he's on the park. You just don't see what he does because he's at the bottom of rucks. He's making the tackles, doing the the the, the graft, which doesn't which goes very much underappreciated. Mm. Um, England then are starting with Joe Marler loose head opportunity to get under his skin, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Azarati sort of like, yeah, just just get stuck into him back as well. Like, yeah, I mean, if we look at the rest of the front row, then I mean, we've gone with uh, Elliot D, and as you say, Kieran Azarati to round things off. England have gone with Jamie George and Will Stewart. Strong front rows there, I think. I think Gareth Thomas yeah. will have a good day against Will Stewart. I think he'll he'll get stuck into him on a technical basis. Like, and I don't think obviously not seen much of England and Will Stewart. Like, of course, like, but um, knowing what Gareth Thomas can do, I think he can really get get some niggle into him. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. 
Uh, right then, on to the locks. Uh, it took me a well. We we talked about this for a while, didn't we? Uh, last weekend, and I think we all thought that Adam Beard was going to get dropped, but he is in alongside David Jenkins, uh, and they'll be coming up against uh, Maro Atoje and Ollie Chesham again. A fierce. He he, he must Adam Beard must have something on Gatland. Is all I is all I can say. Yeah, I read a stat that Sam Costello was on the pitch for thirty five minutes, and he's made more tackles than Adam Beard did. Adam Beard, you know, I, I listened. Do this. I listened to another pod earlier today. I think it was the Irie, and uh, they were saying like what Adam Beard lacks in um. You got to quote the tackles, but they he makes up for in an all around game. There's there's more strings to his bow than I think we're appreciating, which. Well, it'd be interesting to see on the weekend, of course. But he is the caller for the lineouts, and that's where things were going a bit awry last week. I know? think I read somewhere that he's the uh, tub thumper general, which you know it sounds like he's a bit of a cheerleader for the boys. Um, but and you need be- that as well. I, I know, but beyond that, I'm really not sure. Like beyond bringing the energy, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm yeah. thinking with Biz on this. I don't quite see it myself. Um, we're talking about international rugby now. And you, you know, the professional players, if they've reached that, that you know, side of rugby, then you have to be able to have more than one line out caller in that squad. You can't just say he's our line out caller, so he has to play. Yeah, but yeah. Jenkins isn't going to call the line outs, is he? He is greener yeah, than green you, when it comes then, to Then you look rugby. at Will Rollins or you look at someone in the back row. Then, Wright, Will, you know, then, then Will Rollins hasn't had that time with the squad so much this tournament. I think like that I said, might me, be. I think that might be it. But like even then, like uh, Teddy Williams, I thought was playing so for his place like, on like, the weekend. So hard done by Teddy Williams is in that David Jenkins kind of trajectory. He's still pretty, pretty green to it, pretty new to it. Very few caps under his belt. So to stick both Teddy Williams and David Jenkins yeah. would be absolutely asking for a, for hide in. I think I, I can see yeah. that argument that you can't do the two sort of twenty-one-year-olds. <laughs> But then again, they did it with Alan Wynn and Ian Evans. And, yeah, they, and, taught, simple, and they taught stuff at us for a long time thereafter. And the simple answer to that is you put Will Rollins back in. He's He's been around the squad for long enough, not not good to be able to stick him straight back in. So and, you drop for, and his form with Adam Beard. Do, do, do you drop? And you, have, and you have Teddy on the bench. 100%. Do you have, do you they're they're better the players. They're better players, in my opinion. And, and they bring far, far more to the game, especially if the game loosens up a bit. You know, we, we do need somebody like Teddy Williams coming on off the bench. But it is documented how much appreci- how appreciative Gatlin is of Alan Beard and the stuff that he clearly does, because you need be sometimes more than a player. You need to mm. be able to sort of G the boys up and get a bit of confidence and sort of calm the waters then. So perhaps think, that's where Adam Beard's value is in, I, in I that, think that person to do that. Beard's fall from grace has been quite staggering, is it? Because when he came onto the scene and whatever it was, was it 20, I want to say 19? And he was part of that Wales team that won so many games in a row. And Gatland was asking for points of difference, et cetera, et cetera. And that was Beards. He just always seems to play in the winning team. And, but he and was now, with the best second row in the world. Well, one of the best second rows in the world, most cap second rows in the world. So it's he, true. How much it's was Ali uh, Wynn doing to cover up Adam Beard? It's, it's, a, it's a Ryan Elias situation, isn't it? It's, it's only Austria fans actually... You don't compare one to the other. It's, it's only Austria fans actually see the... See the benefit of having him there, and everyone else can see that he's garbage. <laughs> On to the back row. Um, we've got uh, Alex Mann coming into the start in 23 in place of uh, both of them. 
Uh, I think he's picked up another injury, so he's been released back to Cardiff. Uh, and then Tommy Raffle and Aaron Wainwright keeping their places. I thought Mann played pretty well last weekend, boys. Yeah, I think we yeah. like we said on like we said on Monday. You know, having either of them um, starting this game, we wouldn't have been bothered, would we? We would have been happy either way. They, they both put in a performance. Yeah, think he's gonna gonna be hungry on the weekend, Mikey. Oh uh, well, name a better starting debut. Yeah, isn't it really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a as a Welsh as a Welsh lad growing up as a Welsh player, we all desire that. I think some yeah. of us still do, although that ship has suitably sailed. Um, let's just hope the, the the occasion doesn't get to him. Let's hope he's astute and as solid enough, and he's got the, the right people around him to make sure that his head's in the right place. And it'd be quite easy to to let your emotions get the better of you. I mean, yeah, be, but you know, plenty of junior tours where, like, you know, it's boys just want to fight each other. It's kind of wrong attitude, like, but this is obviously a different kind of level. It's a professional environment, but still emotions run high, particularly when you've got to go away from home against the old enemy. Yeah. And I mean, this old enemy's back row is pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, Ethan Roots had a really good game last weekend. Sam Underhill, of course, we know his class and then Ben Earl as well. Is it just me, boys? Was Ben Earl got them, like one of the most punchable faces in the England team? Absolutely. He's, he's, Absolutely. Not nice, he's not a nice guy, is he? When, when he celebrates <laughs> a knock-on and, and, oh. and it's looked like he's won the World Cup, it's just, come on, come on, pal. Just, just cut it out, like. <laughs> Have some decorum, Ben. What, what's, what's interesting <laughs> to see is both the uh, six and seven cut their two teeth in the... Uh, Osprey's environment. Yeah, something yeah. we talked about uh, before we came on is I didn't realise until I was... Uh, investigated these guys earlier that um, Underhill was actually born in Ohio as well. Mm, yeah, USA. Yeah, wild. But, um, qualifies on three bases then, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... The, uh, sorry, go on, Bez. I was just going to say that the two back rows for me really look like they're going to have a good battle. You know, mm. you've got Raffle who plays against these guys week in, week out. He's, he's He does the business against them and man, again, looking at his second cap to come off the back of last week, I, I do think that we'll have parity with them, if not a bit better. I think Raffle was probably always starting this game, even if um, Jack Morgan was fit. Oh, on that nod, did see Jack Morgan last night in uh, in Aberavon. Did he tell in, you to leave him alone? Or? No, no, I, I left him alone. I don't like to approach uh, people like that, players like that. I'm sure they get enough grief and then yeah. certainly they don't want me coming up to bother him as well. But um, yeah, no, he's, uh, he was in an ebrius, but he was enjoying the game, of course, like. Excellent, but, uh, excellent. Yeah, um, I think Raffle was always going to start this game, except even if Jack Morgan was was fit and able. Um, both starting would have been six and seven, in my opinion, due to the fact that, like Biz alluded to, he was uh, Tommy Raffle plays in that league, the Prem, against yeah. the players uh, on a regular basis. So it'd be another one of them cases where, like we've seen in the World Cup, where you've got two, two sevens effectively playing to compete at the breakdown. Because yeah. England are a heavy set piece breakdown orientated side, definitely need somebody Nick to, to be able to compete. And uh, Tommy Raffle does com- does compete well, like we we seen last week. This might be the maddest um, comparison I've ever made on the podcast, but Alex Mann, quite a small stature for a flanker, uh, but I'm a lot boy. of but a lot of fight in him. Reminds you of our very own Darren Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> like a scrappy bastard like. <laughs> and that's the type of player you need sometimes yeah, yeah. you know but what I mean somebody, somebody that's gonna, sorry go on Mike I was going to say nobody's allowed to scrap anymore 
I mean, it's a tag and a pull on a jersey, like you know. I... Oh, the number of times I've had to pull Darren away from a fight. <laughs> oh yeah, be wrong. yeah, but, but uh... we, like England have got Joe Marler, haven't they? But we've never really had that player that, apart from Alan Wincy, that, yeah. that really gets under people's skins. Are we? We haven't that little niggle, a little nastiness to us, where it's like, come on, let's 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 you know wind them up a bit. And there's there's been so many incidents down the years. Like I'm thinking of. Uh, Mike Brown squaring up to Sam Warburton and then instantly realising it was his mistake. You know? like the, there's always something in a Wales England I mean, match that like you can make a meme yeah. out of for the next decade. Like Liam Williams yeah. is always a kind of uh, trying yeah. to bring some niggle from fullback as well. Like, but uh, I think you've got to be kind of up front of him. Like, like, like Sam Warburton grabbing hold of uh, of Mike Brown. Like, but um, yeah, you know, Alex Manab, day boy, um, another another Cardiff player, sort of. Uh, another, who uh, Cardiff hang on the coattails of the Valleys for. So, um, yeah, have that one. <laughs> Play, played uh, played soccer for Cam Bryan as well. Did he? Yeah. Proper athlete then. Oh, I... <laughs> No, wait, tell a lie. I'm, uh, no, I'm mixing up my, uh, I'm mixing up my Valleys boys. I was Cam Winnett. Cam Winnett oh, played uh, soccer for Cam Bryan. My apologies. <laughs> so, uh, right. This football is all right then. You'll see you on the weekend. Hi. <laughs> on to the bench, lads. Um, Ryan Elias, Domachowski and Archie Griffin coming in for his debut. I was sure they were going to the parachute Dylan Lewis in you. Yeah, same, yeah. Looking forward to seeing Archie Griffin, if I'm honest. Again, another player plays in the you know the English Premiership, knows what he's up against, and uh, generally looking forward to seeing what he can bring. Yes, it's only a shame he's uh, signed that Bath extension, isn't it? Because uh, I'd quite like to nab him back across the border if possible. Um, yeah. I've never really seen him play, but everybody's yeah. started talking about this week as if he's the, the next, the second coming. Like, so. is, yeah, is that an issue though like do you know what I mean is, is is that like a problem because they're going to talk him up so much is he going to sort of again reach that point of emotion and it overflows yeah I think that that's bound to happen though isn't it a youngster coming into a national squad like that for your first cap you're going to get you know bigged up and it's how these players deal with it you know they've got some good guys around them hopefully it comes on and does the business yeah uh, looking at England then Theo Dan Genji and Dan Cole like gotta be honest boys I thought Dan Cole had long retired <laughs> Oh, he's, he's he's the squad papa, isn't he? Squad father, <laughs> much in the way uh, Gareth Davis is for Wales. But yeah. uh, you know, he's um, you know, I think he speaks for himself. Really, um, he's obviously he's doing doing good things for Leicester and uh, deserves the rewards um, for the for the call up and being involved in that twenty three. Like you know, he brings a lot of experience as well. Yeah, I I'm looking at this. Like I don't think either of the replacement. F- front rows are particularly fearsome this no. this sort of domestic quality i'd say rather than international quality you watch as you, you watch azrati go go oh, 10 man, plus if, the weekend if, if he scores a 10 meter arc and run try oh. I, I guess. <laughs> let's see it yeah. let's see it all right on to the rest of the replacement forwards then uh we have gone for will Rowlands as discussed but also tane basham um i, I guess given the injuries no other choice Agreed. Yeah. Well, he covers the whole back row as well in, in various shapes and forms. Yeah. Who do you see if, if nobody gets injured? Who's coming off in our back row, do you think? I really believe it'll be banned. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah. Unless, I can't see the two coming off. Well, unless one feigns an injury. injury. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only yeah. way any the other two are going to come off, really. Yeah. Awesome. And then for England, then we're looking at Alex Coles and Chandler Cunningham South, two sort of relatively unknown names there. Uh, uh, watch a bit uh, of killing himself last week, and yeah. he's he's in that he's that mold of Lewis Ledlam and Courtney Laws. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like he's going to—he's uh, going to be a great, great player. I've heard a few people say this. Um, yeah, it'll—it'll it'll be difficult, I think, to keep him quiet as as the game progresses. I think uh, to have him and uh, um, Ethan Roots in the same back row. Yeah. Uh, I think England are going to be looking to him as a point of difference from like 70 minutes onwards, starting to punch some serious yeah. holes, exploit some tired bodies. Yeah, if England are, well, chasing the game or ahead, actually, it could, it could get messy, I think. It's yeah. one to watch. Um, okay, on to the halfbacks then. We've gone with Kieran Hardy, Biz, over Gareth Davis, and uh, yeah. Ty Evans, Mikey, over anybody else. <laughs> Yeah, we we knew we knew uh, Hardy was going to come in, didn't we? We said it on Monday. Um, Gareth Davis didn't have his best game. He, he was really quite poor by his and everyone else's standards. So, you know, he was somebody was always going to get the scapegoat tag, and it looks like it's him. Yeah, him, of, him, him and Watkin, really. A matter of the product of the first half, like isn't it? I mean, yeah. Good. I, on a personal note, other opinions are available, of course. Um, I would have rolled out. Owen Watkin at 12 on Saturday personally but um, and then maybe kept Tomkins on the on the bench to uh, mitigate any potential problems there but it is what it is and you know, with Kai Evans uh, in the sort of covering you could suggest 10 and 15 then uh, yeah he'll definitely play some part it's just where, where does that who falters who's isn't it really? That's where the, the question will come with Kai Evans. Does he go on at 10 or does he go on at fullback? Who's going to show the most? Yeah. You're all overlooking something here, boys. When it and Ewan Lloyd goes off, Thomas Williams shuffles across to 10. Well, Hardy, yeah, yeah. Hardy at 9 and then Evans at fullback. Tell well, me now, that's how, that's how this game ends. You, you go down there, you stick a pound on your butties, right? And we'll <laughs> see how that turns out. Um, but seriously though, Kai Evans... International debut at 10 at Twickenham. Could be dicey. Could be a good thing as well. We could have found our new 10. I, he has got a footballing game more, I believe, than you and Lloyd. And any other potential 10s and 10s in the squad as it stands. That's ridiculous, mate. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not, sorry. <laughs> I know it is. It is. I'm you, sorry. You and Lloyd I, isn't a 10. Yes. He, he you is. obviously haven't watched him properly this year then. Well, I am, but, but like... Is. He's, he's a million miles ahead of Kai both, Evans. Both Jiffy and I agree. And after watching Scrum 5 on Sunday, both Jiffy and I agree. You're, uh, you're in Lloyd's best place going oh, forward with 13. I do oh, I chance. do tend to think that Jiffy said that for clicks and interaction. Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. And, uh, you know, I think me and Jiffy are on a level there. All right. <laughs> All right. No chance. All right. And finally, boys. Um, Oh shit! Uh, England halfback replacements. We're looking at uh, Danny Kay, another Dan who I thought had retired, and uh, Finn Smith. Um, people seem to like Finn Smith. Like to be fair, Danny Kay did play really well for Quinns um, recently in the Arms Park. So Danny yeah. Kay is Benjamin Button, and he? he's 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 really the guy is. that refuses to grow old. No. He's still got it. He's he's class. You see him for Quinns week in week out, and you know he does the business. Fair play to him. Um, yeah. And Finn Smith. For for Northampton is is literally lighting it up as well. Northampton are top of the league, yeah, unbeaten for a long time, and and it's, a lot of it's down to him. He's you know he's a very very talented player. There's a bit of a and, Northampton spine through this England team, isn't it? Actually, looking yeah. at it, yeah, especially some of the younger players like it's, uh, it's, yeah, the, it's it's the way they it's the way they're playing at the moment. They you yeah. know they they're utilizing their whole squad and even going to places like Exeter with you'd say a second string side and coming away with a victory. You know, they're, they're doing some good things there. 
Yeah. Okay, boys, finally then, Mason Grady rounds out our bench and uh, Emmanuel Feiwabasso rounds out the Sice bench. Uh, it'd be sort of, would it be karmic if Mason Grady were to run through Emmanuel late in it the game? It would be beautiful. <laughs> it would be beautiful. Uh, Have that. Things, things you want to see really like, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I completely understand the decision to choose England, but... You know, I, it's, it comes back to what we were saying a, a few parts ago. It's kind of like, oh, well done, you absolute bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, it's that time. I, Mikey, I already know what you were going to say, but for the benefit of the listeners, head and heart. Oh, come on, Cymru. Yeah. Yeah. Biz, all, all, all over it. Where are you? Do you know what? I, I'm on the fence this week, if I'm honest. Oh. I, I, I genuinely... That fence is going to break. Get off it. Oh, it will, yeah. It's it's one of those games, boys. You know, get the tactics right and I and I go will go with my heart and we'll win. If we get them wrong and let them dictate, then it could be a long day. Um my head is saying England all day, every day. My heart is saying, yeah, sort of backs to the wall. Am I all fucking heed? You right. fucking yeah, all. It's, it's it's quite lucky you're the only one by who knows how to run this podcast. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Just we leave it there, right? We we'll, we'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Read, uh, read, read in between the lines where they what you want. I can see the sun going down in Egypt. I can see uh, your engine to get, get away, Mikey. So we've got one more thing to do before we leave, and that's guess the Wales 23 scores. Uh, so this week in bottom place, we've got Reese HJ, 14.5 out of 23, did not submit. Uh, second bottom, Ed, 15.5. Uh, Mikey, third from bottom, 16. Uh, we've oh. got Reese DT and Matthew on 16.5. Joint second, we got Rory and Liam on 17. And once again, I was on top with 19. Right, who's your source? Where's your source? Who's your, <laughs> your inside info? <laughs> ah, exactly. Maybe who's, who's, we've all got sources, but... Um, <laughs> and if we look at the leaderboard then, I'm, I'm running away with it so far, boys. I'm five points ahead on 38, followed by Liam on 33. Rory, 32 and a half. And then the rest of you, basically. Um, but yeah, I'll pop the... Uh, <laughs> I'll pop the leaderboard and the graph in the chat later. All right. Uh, anyone got anything to add there or we uh, let Biz go for a pint? I'm all good. All good from you. Yeah. Nice stuff. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, boys, for joining me. Um, appreciate it as always. Thank you, the listener, for downloading, tuning in. Please give us a like and a share if you liked what you heard. Cheers and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>